Cheers. Cheers. Whoop, whoop. Chris Fallo. How's it going? The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> Live on tour. Live on tour. In the midst of the abyss. It is literally raining ash right now. Yeah. It is. Did you have that on your tour checklist? Uh, no, no, we did not. Not on tour bingo. <laughs> the wasps are after Andy. Oh, that'll happen here in the shoe swap. Yeah. What? Uh, give me a couple highlights so far. What's uh, What's it been like going on tour here? It's been great. Well, last night was Curdy's uh, birthday at Crown and Thieves, and the venue itself was super cool. And adding a big swanky birthday party on top of it was was pretty wild and fun that's why he's in the van resting right now <laughs> i saw the clip of him uh freestyle rapping <laughs> i don't know if that, i don't know if that counts as a freestyle no, i don't think that's a freestyle but it was uh it was dope it was it was super fun was when, when was the first time he busted that out because i've been to a lot of study shows and i've only seen that once yeah that one's a rarity i don't know i mean i'm sure they were doing it before i came along even but uh we only get graced with that one on special occasions, I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, uh, how many songs did you sing last night? Um, last night, probably just a couple. Actually, did I even do any last night? This wasp is very distracting. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the water. I'm not sure if I did any last night, but I mean, we're all singing every song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What what are the so you you, you do the uh, the Beatles tune quite often? Yeah, I like that one. Um, what are what else? Are you, you did um, that one by Sublime Santeria. Santeria I do quite did. a bit. Yeah, yeah. Bad Fish. If we need some more time, if there's a couple sets and whatever. Yeah, Santeria is the winner though. Santeria. Or maybe ah. Twist and Shout. One of the first Twist shows I ever saw you play. Going. Santeria, you rock the shit out of me. <laughs> And then uh, Run Around Sue we like to do every now and then. Yeah. I think we did that last time we were here at BT's. Is, uh, how many cross-country Canadian tours have you done? This will be year four with the Steadies. And I mean, do they all count as one in one summer? It's like what? our little legs, right? Like we've yeah, come yeah, out yeah. three times this year. So if that counts as three separate ones, then... A few. And then lots, did yeah. you Did you tour around Probably a lot to prior to the studies? Um, not, not in like a big tour sort of way. It would just be like a few shows here and there. We'd get booked for lots of like conferences and stuff. And yeah. Those can be a little, you know, hit and miss on yeah, those yeah. gigs. And so for someone who might have in their head what touring as in a rock band might look like, is there maybe one thing in that that you found to be very true and, and actually part of it? And maybe one thing that, like, it wasn't actually like that? Old dirty vans and oh. stuff. <laughs> it's not as glamorous as, uh, not everyone gets a bus right off the bat, that's for sure. Yeah. You didn't just show up and, like, here's the bus. Yeah. Yeah. Not yet. We should get a bus, though. One day. That's one the day. next step. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, just the hecticness of it all. We... Well, we play a lot of shows in there too, right? It's not just like one show and then two days off or whatever. It's like three or four in a row, and it just takes its toll on your body, that's for sure. Yeah. But uh, we're seasoned professionals. <laughs> what, are you, uh, what are you doing to keep your body in shape? I guess Stretching, yeah. lots of yoga and stuff we try and slip in. Busted out 60 push-ups with Em and Allie this morning. Oh, wow. With uh, 
with my head kind of spinning around from last night still, so it was good to force that out. And we're talking, we're talking active. 60 nonstop? No, we were, we were stopping. We were stopping. taking breaks, yeah. Emin Ali, how many push-ups can you do nonstop? Yeah. Okay. How many how many chin-ups can you do? One go? Maybe like fifteen. Fifteen? That's that's way harder than it sounds. Back when I was yeah, dude. Back when I was in high school. Yeah. I think I was doing like eleven or twelve. That's I was littler back then. Not yeah. as much beer belly to lift up. I haven't actually gave it an honest go in a long, long time. I'd, I'd be curious. You'll to probably see do how like one or do. two, and then like, <laughs> but then it builds up quick. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I bet I could get seven. I mean, you think of in the run of a day or a week, how often would you be using those muscles? You yeah, know? like yeah, yeah. It's not everyday muscles, that's for sure. There you go. So, is there anything else on tour that you've had to really learn to? work on for yourself other than your physical fitness Mm, yeah just kind of that pacing yourself you know you can't party crazy hard every night but there's special occasions like birthdays and stuff and but just uh yeah just being good to your body eating eating well as much as we can lots of vegetables lots of soup at mad mango in Kelowna shout out mad mango yeah (laughs) dude that place is the best yeah out there today yeah we go there as much as we can. That's what we like to do when we're on tour two is just find all the deadly food spots. What's uh, what's been the, the maybe what top two that? or three? I don't, another bug? Oh wow! Look at that. It's like got like fur on it. Top food spots? Mad Mango, number one for sure, for sure, no question. Victoria, there's a really good roti place at uh, Trinity to the Bone. Earl was telling me. Yeah, about that. we go there all the time, and where we stay in, Va- in Victoria is with Curdie's aunt and uncle, and they live right there, so it's very convenient. What's the best place to eat in Saskatoon? Good question. Kind of depends what you're in the mood for, I guess. The pub's always got really good food. I just call it the pub because we used to I used to work there, so maybe I'm a little biased, but uh, somewhere else, pub and grill. Yeah for just like generic really good homemade pub food but yeah we want we've been looking for places like this mad mango and it's like this malaysian laksa soup that they have there mm. i don't know where else you can get it so are you like a big vietnamese guy like, not overly but i don't dislike it yeah i'm like when i go there look at the menu like i don't know what to order just like i just go with vermicelli point just at like the pictures default. and stuff yeah <laughs> Awesome. One one thing I've actually I don't know if we've ever talked about. I was curious. What are were your like main musical influences? Oh, is this a coffee for me? Look at that. Okay. Uh, a little recharge. <laughs> now I want one. No, I'm just kidding. Mmm. <laughs> With just the right amount of Bailey's. Perfect. Sorry. What was the last question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the most the most hard hitting important one. I wanted to know a couple of your like main musical influences. Like who oh, got yeah. you into playing guitar? Um. Well, what got me into it is I just got a free guitar when I was a kid, and I was like, all right. My great auntie was moving out of her house, like, you want this acoustic? I was like, yeah, sure. What was it? I was going to say, you win it like a fishing contest or something? No, no. <laughs> just a cheap, old, little, tiny, broken acoustic that we took in and got set up and picked it up and never really put it down. Went out and bought some electrics, and like, off the bat, I was learning like easy punk power chord stuff, like Blink-182, and just... Which was good. Helps 
helps figure out a lot of chord progressions. They're all like pretty simple and whatever, but it helps you like learn how to play really fast too. So you're training your wrist and stuff. And yeah. But like I said, it's pretty easy, just like power chords and stuff, which was a great way to learn. And then I kind of moved into the Red Hot Chili Pepper realm. Of so did you like initially look up to like Tom as like a guitar player, like yeah, his style? For sure, yeah. yeah. Really riff heavy and like just always writing catchy riffs and melodies and stuff, which I really liked. And and then yeah, I'm a old friend of mine used to tell me like we would always be jamming around whoever's house in high school and stuff. And, He's like, I remember, like, almost to the day when you, like, became a good guitar player. You'd be around and be, like, bash and blink one of your two songs. And then all of a sudden, like, the next summer, you were doing, like, Red Hot Chili Pepper riffs with, like, a lot more melodic stuff. And, like, what, what's the biggest jump there? Like, is so, like, blink style, that's, like, the foundation. Less power chords. Less power chords. Yeah, power okay. chords is all about, blink one is all about that stuff. Which so makes, e- makes it easy to play, but... Yeah. Um, but you do learn like progressions and stuff. So and so then when you're then doing you like the progressions, out. it's like a little, it's just like more intricate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're playing full chords and like using all of the strings as opposed to just the bottom three every time. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And so the Chili Peppers, you just kind of vibe from there. Oh yeah, big time. That was definitely number one, and you can definitely tell. And listening to me play, I'm sure lots yeah, yeah. of people compare it with all the little all the little riffs and licks that he does and just little fills and like playing a chord and going like in between them and stuff. <laughs> and was it always like a, I'm going to play in a band so I play music or was it like I'm playing music and then the band thing just kind of happened? Basically, yeah. yeah. Yeah, met a dude, met Eric Sample back in high school, was introduced through other mutual friends like, he's a drummer, you're a guitar player, you guys should get together and jam and then he moved to Saskatoon so I just went over to his house lots and skipped school and went over there and played guitar <laughs> yeah and then we uh, and then he was in this other band um, called Funk Eskimo which we later had to change the name for obvious reasons um, I was like dude you gotta let me in that band with you like it was it, it was very Steadies-esque okay. it was led by a Filipino front man <laughs> we were playing like reggae rock music same same old stuff that we're doing now just uh just as kids, though. Yeah. We were, like, 19. Fresh. But that was good, so rolled with them for a while until everybody moved away. And then I couldn't be in a band with them anymore. How come? They were running and left. Oh, Coco I went guess. to Victoria. Yeah, 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 yeah. Team went to Montreal. And I guess this is, like, pre-COVID. Oh, yeah. This where was a long time ago. that wouldn't have... Like, could you be in a band remotely before sort of COVID? Eh. Sort of. I was still pretty young then too, and like not yeah. really knowing how how it all works. Right. Were you a big jam guy? Like, do you like to just go and jam, or are you more of like a go in and with like a purpose to make a song, or like what's your? What's no, your I'm process? pretty jammy. Yeah. Pretty jammy. Yeah. And lot, there was like lots of jams in Saskatoon, like open stage style jams and stuff, and I started kind of running one for a while at the pub, and it was fun. They're fine. It's fun to like get people out and, and play different songs with different people but a lot of the time you just end up having the same people showing up playing the same songs and whatever right get a little bit bored of it or just try and get like really creative with it and all your solos and stuff just 
try new wacky things because you're bored of playing the same old thing. You are a bit of a solo artist. I, would you would you identify like is the solo part of your thing or e, like a guitar solo yeah. or like me playing by myself? Yeah. Well, okay. Define the difference, <laughs> I guess. right? Like, yeah. like solo artists can be like just a dude up there. Oh yeah, I meant like guitar solos. No, no, like, no. Yeah, yeah, I've always been pretty heavy into that. Again, Chili Peppers stuff. Chili Peppers. Yeah. yeah. Like listening to their recordings and like, oh, that solo's really cool. But then you go and watch them play live and his solo's never the same. He's never playing the album version. He's always making it up on the spot. So As he goes. I really took to that, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's good to learn the solos as they're written as well, just so you get better at doing things and trying new things and whatever. But yeah. sometimes I'll, I'll like start with a solo and I'll try to play the actual solo but then like if one note goes wrong it kind of ends up going the other way and all of a sudden your solo is in a way different direction he's like yeah whatever you just roll it up so you're almost letting the music just go through you yep a little bit <laughs> yeah exactly yeah is that like an out of body experience in some ways it certainly can be yeah, yeah. Definitely. is there like one time where you're just like too and stuff and like the feeling of the the energy of the crowd and everything you just like yeah you can just get totally taken right out of your brain so has there been like a couple solos along the way where like you could never repeat it even if you wanted to like definitely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even ones that I've written and recorded and stuff it's like I don't know how I did that yeah and I don't want to try fair enough fair enough um, just looking ahead of maybe just a little bit what is there like a venue that's like your all time one that you'd love to play at some point hmm I don't have a ton of that kind of stuff on my list. Honestly, I've already hit more venues than I ever even would have thought to begin with, but um, I'm just learning to love the ones that I've already done and whatever, and lots lots of the time it's just like, oh, we're going to this place, and I've never even heard of it or whatever. It's like, oh, okay, cool. And you just <laughs> love it no matter Whatever, what. yeah. <laughs> and then we play it, and it's like, oh, that place was sick. That's what I've told people, too, about you and your style. It's like I've never seen someone so happy to just be playing <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, I do love it. When we have, like... As I was saying, you're like, what is that? Looks like a dragonfly, kind of. I didn't want to kill it. I just flicked it away gently. Yeah. They're um, escaping the forest fire. Yeah. <laughs> Coming down. Yeah, here. no kidding. What was I saying again? Oh, yeah. When we have, like, shows and just loving to play is what we were talking about. Yeah. We'll have, like, three or four in a row. Four in a row gets to be pretty tiresome. But then, like, after one day off, I'm like, I'm ready to do it again. I'm ready to get back in. You get bored of not playing. You go out and you're on vacation, basically, when you're on days off. You're in different spots and whatever, so you got to go out to eat all the time. Not all the time, but more than than you probably want, and you end up just spending money. Trying to find that next mango cafe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to find that next bowl of soup. Yeah. How did you meet Earl, actually? I don't think I know that story. So it was the Juice Jam, like his first one. I never actually met Juice, but um, after he'd passed away, they, they did a big Juice Jam, they called it, where they had like 20, 25 Saskatoon artists and like paired them all up together, um, just like made a random group at, on the spot, and those people had to go and write a song in like five minutes or something, and then come out and it was like a, kind of a battle of the band sort of esque thing. Yeah. And that was, um, yeah, I got invited to that just with my old band, uh, The Great Fuss, and a couple members of us were there for that. And then, uh, yeah, I actually met Earl that day. And then I must have made a good impression of him. You guys just kind of connected. Yeah, there was a couple, couple of Steady's gigs that 
he needed a fill-in guitar player for and he asked me, I was like, Earl from the Steadies asked you to play a guitar. You say, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yes, please. <laughs> when and where, and I'm yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. So I learned all the all the tunes he sent me, and five years later, here we are. What's your favorite Steadies tune to play? To play? Yeah. Right now, in this moment. Right now, in this moment. Dude, Philophobia, when it lands, is like super fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little tough one, though. And we're, it's still pretty new, too, right? So. Yeah. You're not just like in automatic mode. I'm still like kind of thinking when I'm playing it, but but when we're locked in and everyone's loud and it's just a it hits, laser. it hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that too. Awesome. Well, I know you got to get ready for the show here. Yeah, uh, man. One more question for you. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite song to sing along to? Like not jam, but like just singing just, along, like, yeah, yeah. With buddies and. Uh, well, it's not What's Up by Four Non Blondes, that's for sure. <laughs> Times we're here, I'd give her a dirty look, but um, she's been playing that one this tour, and we we're like making fun of her. It's not that we don't like the song, but it's one of those songs where everyone sings along to, but like not everyone can sing, so everyone's just wailing and like drunk karaoke so stuff, like which is fun and fine. Yeah, yeah. When you hear it all the time, done poorly, get a little sick of it. But my favorite one. Jeez. It's a tough one. That is tough, man. I don't even know how to answer that. Are you like a Bohemian Rhapsody comes on? I mean, that one's fun, right? Yeah. yeah. That's a classic. But then I go to like, just kind of my main ones, right? Like back to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Back to that sort of stuff. Like Scar Tissue? Scar Tissue is a big one. one. But then I put it in a category. It's like, oh, well, I I play that song when I do shows. So does that really count? Hmm. Is there something like your mom or dad listened to that like Run Around Sue back in the day. Okay. I feel like that was a song that like people didn't even like listen to and all of a sudden you just hear it and you just know the whole thing and like everybody knows that song. Yeah. And it's so good. That'd be a good one. Who sang that originally? Dion. Dion. Yeah. Okay. There you have it. Yeah. Run around Sue. <laughs> yeah, we'll say that one. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. everybody likes singing that one. Amazing. Well, and it's like good sing-along stuff, right? You got the two parts, and there's not really words. It's just chanting, oh, so it's easy. Have you done many duets? I mean, that kind of... No, not really a ton. Just like back in during COVID and stuff, when we'd have to do kind of like stripped-down gigs and whatever, like Earl and I would go out and do a few by ourselves, or Pete and I from my old band in The Great Fuss, we would do a lot of duet stuff. And it was fun to sing with. Yeah. But not like specific songs that are made for duets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like where it's like this is a legitimate duet. It's the two parts. Like we just sing harmonies with each other, basically. Right, right, right. All right, my man. Well, right, have, bro. A, have a great show. Yeah, thanks for having me on here. And a good next Impromptu stretch of the podcast. Tour. Just I just sprung it on you. Yeah, you had no choice. We're doing it. We're yeah. sitting here and we're doing it. <laughs> okay, sir. All right. I'm thanks. easy. Thanks, man. Appreciate All right, it. thanks, bro.